we not going under. I'll get on you, get your money longer. Ready, break, but it now works. Straight for dinner, and I'm at no ramping. Get it, check up, money maker. Tell you what the biggest impact, check the spreadsheet. Hey, I'm Shania Wilson, aka the People CPA, founder and CEO of Fola Financial LLC. And I'm Sabrina Abraham, aka the Money Goat, CEO of Finco Technologies. Welcome to the Financially Lit Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode six. We are talking about big B's and the B stands for bands. Okay. <laughs> What does it really take to be a savage in your business, in life in general? Because a lot of us have the vision in mind. We have the idea, the drive, but it's all about execution. So let's get into the details about what it takes to be a boss. Absolutely. Too many people, you, I find a lot of people come up with a million ideas but again, your execution is what's going to separate you from everyone else. You do not get paid for your ideas. You get paid for the executed idea, right? So how many people say, oh, I got an idea. I could write a book. You know, there are people writing books. A book doesn't have to be 300 pages, you know, could be could do an ebook. start there, but have a plan and execute it. You can't get anywhere without execution. So everywhere, you know, you're hearing Megan's remix, shout out to Megan and Beyonce, that remix is fire. Fire. And And then you have the Say So remix, Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj, shout out to Nicki for getting her first number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Shout out to getting her first number one that's bomb you know nikki is the goat nikki got her first number one which happens to also be her 109th entry on the charts so that is savagery okay nikki came in the game and everything she said first of all everything she said she would do she did So she was talking that talk and her execution was crazy. Her work ethic unmatched, right? Doja been grinding, Megan been grinding, Beyonce been grinding. Even though we don't even see Beyonce, trust and believe we know Beyonce has like 50 jobs going on (laughs) behind the scenes on a daily basis. So it's like, okay, these women are out here executing. It's not a light thing to become number one on a hot 100. It's not a light thing to have four black women in the top two spots dominating, just dominating the charts, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, how can we, anything, like I just want us to get into the mindset. Like when we see people out here winning, When we see people out here achieving greatness, let it just be more inspiration for you to go hard for what you're doing, whatever that dream is. You know what I mean? Because your dream can become a reality. 
The only difference between the dream and the reality is the work in between. So we really want to be about that savage mindset and accomplishing when it comes to accomplishing our goals. Exactly. Because again, most times we see the end product. We're going to see the song. We're going to see the Billboard Hot 100 entry. What we're not going to see is the blood, sweat, and tears that went into being a lyricist. The blood, sweat, and tears that went into producing the song. And then we have goats like Beyonce and Nicki, who's been doing this for more than a decade, you know? Um, So we have to take in consideration not just the glam, the glory, but the dirt and the grime that also goes into being a savage. And it's not just in music. This applies to your life, both your personal life and your business life. You have to attack life with the savage mindset. So let's get into it, Sabrina. What does it mean to be a savage to you, first and foremost? Just to be on to be on your grind, to be focused, executing what you have to execute, and just getting the results. You're getting stuff done. You're checking off that list. What do you what does it mean to you? I feel like when I hear the word savage, I think of like a lion in the jungle with blood in their teeth, like ah. Accomplishing all these goals. I'm eating all of these deers. I'm eating all of these antlers, whatever lions eat. But just like... Hungry, never thirsty. Hungry, never thirsty. I can't. It's just having that mindset to attack just at all costs. And also to attack even when you have failure that you just experienced. To attack even when you have obstacles currently in your way. I think when you maintain that savage mindset, it makes it easier for you to to navigate life, period, Um, on both the business and personal level, because you have to understand that everything you're experiencing right now is either going to be a lesson or the next best thing, right? That's why I look at every experience. It's either I'm going to do this experience and fail, but I'm going to learn from it. Or the experience is going to be the next best, the next best thing that has ever happened that's going to propel me going forward. There's never such thing as a setback unless you acknowledge it to be that way. So for me, a savage is someone who's ready to attack at any given time, no matter the circumstances, because we have to make Beyonce proud. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and I love that you said that. You know, Rihanna has a tattoo that says never a failure, always a lesson. Mm-hmm. You cannot fail. The only time you fail is when you stop. Mm-hmm. Once you get back up and go, you didn't fail. You just found out what didn't work. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that, okay, you tried such and such, it didn't work. Okay. It's time for you to pivot in another direction. Maybe you need to get more educated in that area. Maybe you need to go and get a mentor, get somebody, you know, with more expertise to pull you further down the road, right? Maybe you just need to reset and just go meditate, pray about it, and let God send you your next move. You know, you're never failing once you're moving 
forward. So I love to say this quote by Earl Nightingale. Um, he says, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, right? So that means anytime you're working towards your goal, you're already a success. It's not when you achieve the goal, it's as you're working towards that goal, right? So if it is, you're like, oh, okay, um, I want to be a graphic designer. All right, you go register for classes. You know, can you draw? Like, are you artistic? You know, you could test out your creativity. But before you go jump into something, I always say develop the skill a little bit. You can always improve, you know? We are continuously evolving. We're continuously growing. You can continuously improve. So go take a class. The moment you took that, you made that decision to be a graphic designer and you enrolled to take that class, you're taking the steps to become your goal. So you are already successful. We need to stop thinking success is when, yes, you graduate. You graduated and you completed the journey and you achieve the goal, but every step of the way, that was your success. Because when you hit that goal now, your next goal is to be, okay, well, I got to land a job. As you start looking for the job, the success is not, oh, when you do land the job, it's when you really put the time in to go searching for that. You know, so when, if we take that approach to failure, we will never get discouraged and be overwhelmed. It is human to be down and sad about stuff. But if you have that kind of mindset, you're going to cry about it or sweat it out. You know, I keep seeing the term on social media where they say you get five minutes a day to cry or vent or whatever, but then you get gangster afterwise. Mm -hmm. I mean, afterwards. So you got five minutes to really sit down and fret or like if you get rejected or this didn't work out or whatever didn't work out, but then you get up and you look for the next thing. If, if so many, so many entrepreneurs would not have, would not even be here today if they didn't fail along the way. Exactly. Very true. And I love that Nipsey, shout out to him, um, and God bless him, his soul, and his family. But his slogan, what he lived by, all of the the good gems that he dropped just means so, so, so much when you think back. Like, and the most famous one is it's a marathon, not a race, right? Races day in, right? You're gonna sprint from this yard to the next 100 or 200 yards, and you're going to stop. But life is a marathon. It keeps going. It keeps going. You're going to experience different obstacles along the way, but it's up to you to pivot, maneuver. But keep that momentum up and keep going because it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop till you die, unfortunately. Um, so goals are set to be met. Sometimes goals are set to allow you to see that, the direction you were going in is probably not the best, so you can pivot. But what you don't ever do is quit, you know? We just adjust, we adapt, we are going to make ourselves better from what we know, not use that to discourage ourselves. Um, so in that same topic, we can kind of get into, again, 
applying that savage mindset, let's start first with your personal life, right? Many of us are on this path to personal financial freedom, and it's hard out here, right? It's hard to maintain a perfect credit score. It's hard to maintain a habit of saving. But again, we want to apply that savage mindset to these specific goals. So when we are deciding whether or not we should go online and buy something, but we know that it's out of budget for the month, tap into that savage energy, right? All right, well, buying in this specific item is going to keep me happy for say five or 10 minutes after I wear it, but having $500 extra in my bank account each month is going to make me feel like a savage, right? Because I'm going to use that money eventually to hopefully invest and turn that 500 to 5,000 and maybe that 5,000 to 5 million, you know? So again, just approaching things with the savage mindset. I love um, the video by Diddy when he's at his desk and he's like, I'm a savage. I'm the best. I'm this. Gas yourselves up. Whenever you guys make little improvements in your life, whether it's saving $100 more or investing in one or two stocks, every time you accomplish something, celebrate it. You know, because life is short. You want to keep up that momentum. And that momentum is going to thrive off of that energy. So the more good you do, the more progress you make and you reward yourself, you're going to keep it going. And again, just maintain that savage mindset. Absolutely. You see, discipline has a lot to do with it. You know, like what you just said with, okay, you have a goal and instead of going and shopping, you know, you're thinking more on hitting that savings, that particular savings goal, right? And now because you spoke about the lion, I have that imagery in my mind of this lion sitting there patiently waiting on his prey, right? So if you like, if you guys follow me in your mind and picture it, the lion is sitting there and you have a lot of things that maybe might be happening. A lot of movement and activity might be happening, but the lion is just sitting there. He's not running after every single um, organism that springs up in front of him, right? He is waiting, patiently waiting to get the right one. Because when he jumps out, it's a wrap. Ain't no escaping, right? We have to have that same approach. Like if we are looking at our savings goal, you want to make sure all of your moves are calculated, strategic, and are in line with hitting that goal, just like the lion. Because if he was to jump out and chase, oh, this rabbit over here, oh, 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 here goes this um, deer over here or whatever, when the real prey he wanted came about, he wouldn't have the energy or the resources to get it. Preserve your energy, right? Money is energy. It's a video on my Instagram page. If you're not following me, follow me. I am Sabrina Abraham, where the ladies like, money recognize me. Money loves me. If I'm in a room and money sees me, money will pull up next to me in whatever form it is, sit down and talk to me. Money chooses me. Money is an energy, and you have to carry a certain type of energy if you want to attract money. 
that's a bar. That is so important. And I love in the Savage remakes, Megan said a pretty good bar that literally aligns perfectly with what Sabrina just said. She goes, I talk big-ish, but my bank account match it, right? We always talk about matching my energy, meeting me here. Well, listen, your bank account should match that same energy as well. And it can. Yep. Yep. Keep that same energy. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be a savage. Like, listen, you have to be a savage at every aspect because the more you move towards money, the faster it moves towards you. So being a lot more direct with your goals, asking for what you want, making it clear what you want because they say being rich is not a goal what does that really even mean oh i want to be rich what does that mean very vague absolutely so vague very vague too vague because rich to somebody in a third world country could be five thousand dollars you know rich in new york city you need about they say you need about 200k to live here comfortably that's just comfortably we're talking about being rich So be intentional with your goals. Write them down. Make them loud. I want to make $1 million next year. That's a goal. That's measurable. You can time it. You can measure it. That's a goal. But again, you have to approach these goals with the savage mindset and you will, will get there because you want to be able to talk-ish, but also have your bank account match it as well. Period. Um, from one of my favorite books, The Richest Man in Babylon, right? Um, it says, gold cometh gladly and increasing quantity to any man who will put not by any less than one-tenth of his earnings to, cre- to create an estate f- for his future and that of his family, right? And I'm quoting because I have it in my financially lit ebook. Right. So pretty much what that's saying, when you start to save your 10%, the money is going to come to you even faster. So when people say to me, oh, 10%, like people who were never saving, and I'm like, well, at minimum, you need to have 10% of your income in the bank. Right. When I say, They're like, well, I can't, you don't know my expenses. And I'm like, I don't have to know your expenses and it's no, no disrespect, you know, but if you can't afford to save the 10%, you can't afford not to save the 10%. You follow me? Mm. Because you need it the most. When you start saving that 10%, you're going to be so surprised, number one, at how quickly it starts to grow and increase, how quickly other money is going to start coming to you, how quickly opportunities to use that money. But obviously, you have to get educated, right? Because again, anyone can come to you with these opportunities. And if you don't know, you just probably become another statistic. And I, and this is a probably a good segue because, um, you know, a lot of people, when I mention different classes or whatever, like people tell me, oh yeah, cause you don't know who is who and everybody is a guru and everybody is this and everybody is that. And I'm like, okay. 
And it's true because social media, it could be all smoke and mirrors, right? Again, you, you're not comparing your life to somebody else's highlight reel. Because most people, you're not going to put your imperfections out there. You're not going to put your financial struggles out there. Because it's nobody's business but yours and your God, right? But you have a lot of people that are selling dreams, selling big dreams, and people fall for it because everybody wants that quick money. There is no such thing as quick money. Okay? You can you can grow money strategically, you can make money in increments over a you know and it accumulates to be a whole lot more, right? Over time, but you're not getting a million dollars in a week. When you look at all of these celebrities and a lot of these um millionaires, multimillionaires and billionaires, it wasn't by chance. They put in a lot of work and the money came. The money is a byproduct of your success. Your success is not a byproduct of money. Mm. Right? So a lot of people, oh, this, that, and that. I'm like, okay, so you, you question people. Now, somebody, one person was like, oh, you need to ask people to see their bank account if they're talking to you about money. First of all, if anybody, I mean, my accountant, you know, you could see my business bank account and all of that, you know, those kind of things. But I think it's ridiculous to think somebody, because they're talking to you about finances, should show you their bank account or even their tax returns. Like the audacity, you're not going to go into, you're not going to go into Chase and sit down with a banker and say, oh, before you can help me, I need to see what you, what your <laughs> look like. You're not going to do that. That sounds ridiculous. You know what I mean? But people, you know, because they may have accumulated a certain amount of money and they're using their money to bait you. Understand that when you're wealthy or you're knowledgeable in what, you, what you're doing, and you're confident in your skills and your track record, you don't have to prove anything to anyone because a simple conversation should clear up your questions, right? If that person is knowledgeable, they'll be able to share and point you in a direction, even if whether or not you take their services, they'll have you feeling confident in their knowledge base. Anyone that's trying to show you money or goods to get your money, I mean, you got to understand that's just a part of the game. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have to get educated and not fall for any and everything. So a good, it's like a family member hit me up yesterday and hope you don't get mad at me for sharing this story. But was like, oh, have you ever heard of such and such a corporation? And I was like, no. Well, apparently, he was like, this is like a next level susu, right? Um, people never heard me speak about susus before, but here I go. Now, a susu, if you come from the West Indies, it's a 
you know, you hear about these partner draws, you know, you have people coming together and they're pooling their money and everyone gets to draw at a certain time. And you have one person that's paying the banker and that person gets a percentage of the overall pool, right? To keep. So I say, if you now, if you just came to this country and you have no documentation whatsoever, and you know, you might be working a job off the books and you may need money to pack barrels to back home or to buy furniture, or you trying to get an apartment, absolutely a susu is a good way to go, right? But if you are a person that's disciplined, pretty much if you are saying, I'm going to be in the susu for $100 a week for 26 weeks, which is about six months, if you can save or put that thing on auto pay, you can save the same $2,600. And if you put it in the bank, it will have a little bit of interest, right? Now, for the undocumented person, this is a good way for them to build and, you know, start crossing off stuff off of their goals. But what I would say, and what a lot of people don't know, is even if you're undocumented, if you decide to stay in this country, you can apply for an I-10 number. Now, Shanae, you're the accountant. <laughs> you can apply for an I-10 number, right? Yes. And the I-10 is your individual tax identification number. Mm-hmm. So with this I-10 number, you can pretty much open a bank account. You can start a business. You can do all kinds of things. So even if you're not documented, understand you still can have access to these types of instruments and these vehicles for your money. So you don't have to stay in the whole susu thing. Like let that be a starting point. But when you get your draw and it's that 2,600, look to put it in an income producing asset, please. Because if you keep your money in a susu, which is just going, you know, person to person, you're not gaining any interest. So if you're going to keep up with inflation, inflation is about 3% a year. If you're going to keep up with inflation, you're already losing because you can't, right? You want to always stay ahead of inflation. That's why even keeping your money in a, in a bank account, you know, unless it's just to pay bills and all this kind of stuff, your money should be working for you. All the time. will return, right? So um, that's my main issue is that you're not keeping up with inflation if your money is just hand to hand. If you were getting some type of interest, because they're interest bearing accounts that you could get back 5, 8, 10, 15, 25% on your money. So why risk it? Why have it? tied up in the susu for such a long period of time and you're not even benefiting from compound interest compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world mm-hmm. so again let me go back to my story my family member hit me up so basically you were putting five hundred dollars in this susu and getting back four thousand dollars in five weeks so I'm like, well, how is that? How is that possible? 
right? Because if, so at minimum, for me to get $4,000, at, at minimum, eight people have to be involved in the susu, right? But if, if all of us are getting $4,000, the pot has to be about 32000 so how is it possible that all of us are going to get $4,000 in this time frame? It just wasn't adding up, you know, and he was skeptical, but he wanted like my expertise. But unfortunately, I was so swamped with work. I couldn't, I didn't have the time to jump on. But I'm like, if your gut is telling you no, go with your gut. Your intuition is not going to steer you wrong. A lot of people get caught up out here because they don't trust their instincts. They don't trust their intuition. Your intuition is God talking to you. Mm. You have to listen. No, you're going to continue. You're going to ignore it because we have this fear of missing out. Anybody telling you they could get you crazy returns in a short time, you run in the other direction. Please. There is no such thing. No, there isn't. So, you know, it's like people want to, you know, oh, I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give this up. And then another thing is, you know, you cannot take somebody to court for susu. So if this person decides, man, I'm going to up and leave. And I'm not saying people are inherently um dishonest you know i'm i'm saying to protect your money you're putting your time and energy into earning this money be careful with where and who you give your money to that's your sweat equity you want to have some type of you want to have something to show for the money you earned and you're not just giving your, your money away to anybody. So uh, I, to me, it just seemed very shady. I didn't join. I didn't have the time to join the thing. But I'm like, you know, it just sounds suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, if, I could, if everybody could give somebody $500 and get back $4,000, would not you jump on it? Right. If it was a legitimate thing, everybody. $800 percent return on your money in five weeks who wouldn't do that why wouldn't i why would i stop at 500 can i give you (laughs) you understand what i'm saying if you have that dumb type of returns to give me what if you do with that type of money why are we even wealthy people and not out here trying to do that Okay, so it's just for us to be mindful. Just get out the mindset of you can get something for nothing. There is nothing in this life that is free. It takes time. It takes sweat. It takes dedication. And again, just to quote the late Nip again, I love this quote that he says. He says, instead of trying to build a brick wall, lay a brick every day. Eventually, you'll look up and you're going to have your brick wall, right? So we have these huge goals. And it can seem like a lot. Like, I want to be a billionaire. That seems so far-fetched. But, hey, if I become a $100 there, 
and then a thousand there, and then a ten thousand there. I could have done not a hundred dollar there, Shanae. No, don't do that to the people. <laughs> Listen, it started. Got ladies bricks. Got ladies bricks. Got ladies bricks because again, this is going to build your foundation. So, like Sabrina said. Wealthy people aren't looking for short-term come-ups. They're looking for long-term wealth. Those are two different, two, two different terms. They have two different meanings. And the real ones are going to know and be able to comprehend and live out what the difference is. Savage. <laughs> so it's three things I want you guys to know. A savage should definitely know, right? especially these are just decisions that you should make and think about your money. You could pause, you could write it down, grab your pen and paper, but I want you to decide what's the yearly income you want to earn now or in the future. A savage knows exactly what they want out of life. They are not settling for what's coming. Oh, I just need a job. A savage is not desperate. Hmm. You know, she said classy, bougie, ratchet, right? Which classy lady you know doesn't know what she wants out of life? Hmm. Which bougie lady you know? Right? You want to know what's the yearly income you want to generate. Once you have that, you also want to know the amount of money you want to have in your savings or in your investment account. Third thing a savage needs to know, the amount of money you want in your retirement account. You cannot be a savage, oh, I'm so savage in my 20s, and then when you're 40 and 50, like what happened? Like Fifty Cent in that song, right? Yeah. In high school. Man, <laughs> homie, what happened to you? <laughs> A savage keeps it together, or at all times, every season of their life, right? So now, okay, we're here. This is your starting point. You want to think, okay, I'm going to retire in 20 years. I'm going to retire in 30 years. But what is your money going to look like? Are you planning to work for the rest of your life? Mm -mm -mm. That those three things, you know, that's like, yeah, that's your starting point to really adopt in the savage mindset, especially as it relates to your money. With your money, we have to get very specific. Be specific. If you fall, if you set a million dollar goal and you hit 250,000, that's a blessing. You're on your way. Right. Because if you can make it once, you can make it four times and you can make that million. And that's what it's all about. Again, laying a brick every single day to hit these goals because success happens gradually, right? There's no such thing as overnight success, but you can be a savage every day because that's a mindset. That's a lifestyle. That's something that you're adopting to be and to exhibit. 
So it's up to you to inherit those traits and be a savage in every aspect and be a savage in your business as well. The same way we set these personal goals, set business goals. I want to get this amount of revenue this month. I want to get this amount of clients on retainer. I want to sell this amount of eBooks, this amount of e-products. I want to have this amount of clients who are on retainer this year. These are goals that we can, again, measure. They're attainable. We can track them. We can probably transform them if needed to um, adapt a different a goal if needed, right? So even now with the economy changing, some people may have had sales goals, but they had to pivot because of the economy. And that's just the part about being a savage, being able to pivot. So again, go back to that imagery of a lion in the jungle searching for its prey, right? Lions adapt so many different techniques of being of being um, secret, right? They don't want to get found. They want to be discreet. But the end goal is still the same. I'm still going to eat tonight. I'm still going to get this food, right? Um, so good. Be a savage with every piece of your goal. So yes, your personal finances and yes, your business finances as well. And something that can help with your business finances, um, finances, you can break it down by, you know, finding just determining what's your average customer sale, your ACS, right? So every person that, if I get one person, any person that interacts with my business, at minimum, this person, well, on average, I make $10 per person, right? So this is a good way to exercise or just think of how to generate your numbers or calculate your numbers mm -hmm. on a weekly or monthly basis. So it's like, okay, if I have one customer and my average customer sale is $10 and my daily goal is $100 for the day, that means I need at least 10, well, I need 10 sales, but I may need to interact with a thousand people to generate this 10 sales. Because we have this thing, we need to stop thinking that, okay, if I reach out to 10 people, I'm going to make 10 sales. Obviously, if you have, you know, because, you know, a lot of us get to that point where we have the Midas touch and everything we say, people like, yeah, okay, sure. You know what I mean? But when you're now starting up and you're building up your confidence, you have to reach out to more people than you're actually going to than you even think possible. And your, your rough estimate should be 10 times the amount. So don't get discouraged if you reached out to 10 people and none of the 10 gave you a sale. Keep going, right? But at least you know, well, my average customer sale is this amount. So if I do get 10 customers, I know I'm going to have this amount of money. If I get a hundred customers, I know I'm going to have this amount of money. And now when you break it down that way and you can measure it that way, it gives you a clearer vision to get into where you need to go. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love it. We live for it. And just another savage quote that I feel like we should discuss before we wrap up this episode is again from Beyonce. She goes, please don't give me hype 
write my name in ice, can argue <laughs> with these lazy, mm-mm, I just raised my price, right? Okay. I mean, can she drop the mic again? Like, Beyonce needed to drop that mic so much times in that song. Like, what? Listen, savage. Savage. What does that I just mean? Do? What does that mean? Listen. Raising your price. <laughs> Listen to me. Understand your money is always going to be in correlation with the amount of people you serve. Mm. You want more money, you give more service. Period. There's no way around it, mm. right? You have some people that may not see the value in your products. You have to know you are valuable and believe in what you're offering. Stop dropping your price to accommodate every and anyone. Mm-hmm. because a lot of times when you do that and you offer products for free, they don't appreciate it. They're not sending anybody. They're not referring anyone. If my clients that spend the most money with me, send me the most referrals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy how that works. The value. That's what it is. Value. They say offer value. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go That's ahead. your price. And then you let the world meet you there, not vice versa, because the world's going to dictate a whole bunch of prices to you. Oh, well, my last accountant or my last this person charged me this amount. Okay, but that person is not me, and I know what value I bring to the table. So just because you hear those things, where it makes, it makes you feel a little bit, all right, maybe I have to compete with the price. No, because again, like I said, there's people who are going to see that value. And to be frank, you want to work with people who see your value, who see your worth, right? Sabrina could give countless examples of her current clients telling her to raise her prices because of the value that she provides. Again, set your price and you let the world meet you there, not vice versa. Do not let the world dictate what you're worth. You should know what you're worth and you should set your price to be exactly that. Because again, we're savages, right? We're not, we're not scavengers, right? Animals that just eat anything that's roadkill. We're savages. We're lions in the jungle, okay? That's like Jay-Z. Jay-Z said, don't go with the flow, be the flow. <laughs> I am the flow. What do you mean? So if you know, like, you know, you have that confidence in what you're offering, don't go crazy and hit people because, you know, you have some people that they overdo it, right? But if you believe in what you're offering and you stand on what you're offering, don't back down on, your, on the price. You have a lot of people, you'll get a lot of no's before you get your first yes. Do not be discouraged. Yes is around the corner. Keep that savage mentality and everything it is that you want, I promise you, you will get. Keep it savage at all times. Classy, bougie, ratchet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning into episode six of the Financially Live podcast. Yes, follow us on social media. I am I am Sabrina Abraham on Instagram. Follow me also at Finco Tech 
Fincode Tech on Instagram and the Financially. Please follow and comment on the Financially Lit Podcast Instagram account. Yes, and you can find me at the People CPA. We are always dropping gems, whether it's mine or Sabrina's pages. So just stay in tune with the movement. We are on this wealth building journey together. We are your financially lit family, okay? Okay. <laughs> bye bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. We're not going under. I'll get on you, get your money longer. Ready? Put it now, straight for the narrow now, make no wrong turn. Get it, cheddar, money maker. Anyway. Made the biggest impact, check the spreadsheet.